When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash of all the tips, of all the takes, of all the players, and all the advice I can give you the rest of the season, I am so confident that this next piece of advice is the most important. This will guarantee that the rest of your fantasy season has a level of happiness in it. And I want to say a level because I want to talk about hedging for just one second. I was going up against Josh Allen in a very important dynasty league that I play in. It's not the Yacht Club, but and, and I don't even call it this, the next best thing because there is no next best thing. Yacht Club's mm-hmm. its own tier. But I was in a league I cared deeply about. I was playing against Josh Allen. I'm in Arizona. It's a state where sports gambling is legal. So you know what I did? I said, you know what? If Josh Allen goes off tonight, I don't want to just be absolutely disheveled. So I put together a very nice parlay that had Josh Allen and Dalton Kincaid doing just you enough. Hedger. And I'll tell you what, I'm down 40 points in, in the in the Dynasty League, but I'm up 35 units on my gambling. Oh, Mixed my feelings, gosh. here we come. At least you hey. have that option. In California, I just drown in my sorrows because the best I can do is DraftKings. Or not joking, yeah. sorry. Uh, price like picks. daily fantasy. Yeah, yeah like exactly. The prize, yep. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a good time, and you see those on Sleeper all the time. But seriously, when you go up against a Josh Allen, you, this is a league I'm competing in. By the way, what can you do? I mean, the Buccaneers were basically asking that question. They came out hot. Josh Allen, three twenty four through the air, two touchdowns through the air, seven for forty one on the ground. I think that was the most important thing to see. And coupled with that seven for forty one on the ground, I saw him slide a few times. Are we yeah. seeing Josh Allen mature in I mean, real I time? I think so. I think so. And on top of that, the 741, he had a touchdown, like the running yep. touchdown that he had. So, I mean, Josh Allen, it's good that he's sliding. Part of that was, I don't I don't know. You saw at the beginning of the game, he went into the blue tent. Still don't really know Dude. what that was about. I wasn't, I wasn't able to listen to the broadcast, so I don't know if they were saying something, but... Yeah, he'd landed on his shoulder a little funky, and unlike Deshaun Watson, he's a man, a grown man, and he said, yeah, I'm going to shake it off and be fine and finish this game. Yeah, I hadn't seen any reports, but that was concerning, and I had just, in in another dynasty league that I'm in, just traded a ton to get Josh Allen, so as soon as he went into the blue tent after just scoring with you, I was like, oh my gosh, but you're right, man, like, 
Josh Allen is just a freak, right? I, yeah. I, he is proven his fantasy football goodness and dominance, and it doesn't look like he's slowing down. And what I like about what I saw tonight is that he did it without prioritizing Diggs. Yeah. There were so many different options that got involved. And so when Diggs is no longer a part of the offense, don't get me wrong, he still had 12 targets, right? Diggs yeah, was, I don't he was trying to get him there. He didn't prioritize. He didn't only rely on him. The yes, supporting yes. stepped up big time. And I think that's actually going to be good for Diggs down mm-hmm. the stretch because – First of all, the, the Buccaneers had Carlton Davis, their best corner, shadowing him the whole game. Slot, outside. They were like, hey, we're going to make you beat us with someone else. And Gabe Davis stepped up. Khalil Shakir, which by Shakir, the way. Shakir, Shakir. I know, dude. He was this off-season gem. You and I, tra- we <laughs> traded him back and forth in Yacht Club like two or three times. Because we were like, oh, the hype on Shakir. And then they drafted Dalton Kincaid. And I ended up with the hot potato of him like, oh, crap. Like, this is not going to work out well. But hey, Dalton Kincaid. Davis isn't here, thank the Lord, because we oh, would be hearing. Praising. I know. It, listen, he had a great game, seven targets, five for 65, and most importantly, he found his way into the end zone. Davis would be over the moon saying this is a sign of things to come. Dawson Knox was injured this game and will be out for the next four games. I think Kincaid is going to be excellent for these next four games. The question I have for you, though, Dylan, is we've talked about Sam Laporta quite a bit. Now that Kincaid is kind of finding his rhythm, would you rather have Laporta or Kincaid in a vacuum right now? Both these rookie tight ends showing up and showing out. Yeah, I mean, it, with with the Dawson Knox looming, it gets a little tricky. But I don't. I legitimately think Dawson Knox getting injured may be the worst thing for Dawson Knox. I don't know if he ever gets back to relevance if uh, Kincaid continues to play like he's playing. And if we are just comparing apples to apples, right? Yes, Dawson Knox, or sorry, Dalton Kincaid had a later kind of uh, breakout than Laporta had. Long term, I, I want Kincaid. I want Kincaid over Laporta. Really? Attached to Josh Allen? Yes. Here's, I, just, I just don't know. Is, is Goff going to be consistently throwing to Laporta? Is he there next year? That's a great question. Uh, Go- you mean Goff, right? I think Goff gets an extension, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's a question mark. Here's what I would say. Um, the bills are weird about packages because James Cook, and I wanted to bring this up. He was 14 for 68 on the ground. James Cook looks awesome. What makes me so angry is the bills are the type of team where they have certain packages. Like this is our two minute people. <laughs> These are our four minute people. And you know what? Who isn't in the red zone package is James Cook. At similarly, similarly, there are certain packages. Dalton Kincaid is never going to be a part of because he can't block well when Dawson Knox is available. I'm not saying that Dawson Knox is going to be fantasy relevant again as a pass catcher, but why they paid Dawson Knox long-term is he's a great blocker, and that's why he's been getting the red zone targets more than Dalton Kincaid has from the tight end position, in my opinion, because you can line up to punch it in with Latavius Murray, which makes me irrationally angry again. I just, that makes me so much. You have a 33-year-old, like James Cook is so good. Like but he's, there's so bro, many things you can do with it. It's the I knock just, on James Cook. He's sub 100 or 200 pounds. Like that's, he's yeah. not profiled as a between the tackles guy. He looked that great though. I know. Austin Eckler has like led the league in touchdowns for multiple years. And he's not like, he's above 200 pounds. I know, but he's not like huge. He's not a 230, 250 pound back. So it's not like these smaller backs can't do it. In terms of Kincaid versus Laporta, I'm for now going to stay in the Laporta camp because hmm. I think with a Dawson Knox missing, also Stefan Diggs had an off game. Like we talked about, he still had 12 targets. He was nine for 70. So it's still good in half PPR, but mm-hmm. Gabe Davis is still the two there. So Kincaid had a good game. I think he's a great tight end, certainly a, a top five, top six dynasty tight end. But Laporta, because I think he still is that second read 
with the Lions is the tight end that I do want to roster. Listen, we're gonna be, go ahead. Yeah, no, real quick. Here's how I'll put it. If I have Laporta, I'm not like going and trading him for Kincaid. But like if it comes to like if I don't have either and I'm going to trade for one, I'm going to get Kincaid. Um, I would prioritize getting Kincaid over Laporta for the long term in Dynasty. I, I respect it. I just the last thing I would say on it is give me the guy who's genuinely the number two in a high scoring offense. Because the, the biggest thing about the Bills is, you know, for a couple of years now, we know they're a really good offense. We have to accept the fact that the Lions are also a really good offense. And so I, I don't think that the Bills being a better offense is the tiebreaker that would normally make, you know, swing me towards Kincaid. I'm going to stick with Laporta. But still, if you have either of those guys, you have a great problem. You have rookie tight ends performing way better than rookies normally do. It's exciting to see. Going to the Bucks side of the ball, Dylan, I want to talk to you about Baker Mayfield because you have had what I believe is a unhealthy crush on him. <laughs> and I had forgotten that Baker Mayfield was at one point a Red Raider. You were screaming yes, to Davis and I during the offseason that Baker Mayfield was this year's Geno Smith. 237 and two. And frankly, it should have been 303 because he threw an amazing Hail Mary that oh. Chris Godwin should have just seen and caught. It was Bro, right the there. amount of pass interference on that play. If you just look at it, you got Mike <laughs> Evans getting tackled, Dude. Chris Godwin's arms. Dude. Like it's just like a free for all. I, I kind of like the no call on Hail Marys, to be honest. Like <laughs> let him play a little bit. The refs were pretty good, but yeah. like, no, Godwin still should have caught it. Um, or at least he could have. I know that that's incredibly hard. But Baker, in a game he was underdressed the whole time, it seems like they were inside the 10 on a million of those drives, still puts up a good fantasy day. Why have you believed in Baker as long as you have? What is it about his game? What what shows up on film that, because you're you're always telling me, I don't care about stats. I don't, not that you don't care about that. <laughs> Keep trade cut. All the advanced yeah. analytics are like, tell me to pass the eye test. How does Baker pass the eye test for you? Yeah, I mean, he's a former Heisman winner, right? Going back to college. And yes, I think I still have a soft spot in my heart for Baker because he was a Red Raider at one point. Um, but the reality is, is I think to me, the issue is beginning to seem like a Cleveland problem and not a quarterback problem. Um, yeah. When Baker was there, he didn't have the best of weapons. He had the whole drama with OBJ. He had Jarvis Landry at the time, but like he didn't really have the weapons. And even in his rookie year, he still produced. He got them to the playoffs, something they had not done even had a winning season before he got there. No, so, not in his rookie year, but he, he had a great rookie year and he got him to the playoffs a, the next year. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He, he, my point was, was they didn't have a winning season or a playoff appearance until Baker Mayfield got there. Very true. So yeah, the fact that he did that. And if you go, I'm sure there's stuff all over Instagram, all over whatever social media, you see how many quarterbacks the Browns went through and didn't have success. Baker brought them success. And then they just, it was just a crap show for him there. So yeah. to me, Baker Mayfield's always passed the eye test in the sense of he's one of the best deep ball quarterbacks in the NFL, statistically. Yeah. I'm not a big yeah. stats guy, but he legitimately, if you look out the duration of his career, is one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL. Well, I mean, here's the one stat that's really cool. And I know it's kind of, he has like, it's, it's kind of useless to some extent, but he has the record for the longest air yards pass. It wasn't completed, like pass thrown in the air of like, I think it's like 77 yards or something like that. Like he's mm. literally thrown up the furthest in an NFL game. Crazy. So he's got yeah. a big, strong arm. Baker <laughs> looked good. I, I think the question you have to ask as a dynasty owner is, am I looking at a long-term piece? This isn't a sell high if you have him right now as a quarterback two in a super flex league. The question is, do you hang on to him like Gino and hope he gets a yes. long-term com contract with the Buccaneers? Because I think he, the, I think well, he does. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the reason why he, I literally see it playing out. He's younger than Gino, but like I see it playing out how Gino Smith, like Gino Smith, beat out Drew Locke and got the starting job, and then was just he he played well and has kind of they haven't extended him drastically. He's not getting a five year, you know, one of those big contracts, but like right. he's he's a quarterback that will win games, and so yeah. Baker can be that very much. I, he's holding off Kyle Trask. He's he's winning games and he's playing good football. So yeah. I just don't I, see I, I, if I'm dynasty, if you can get him for cheap as a QB two, go get him. So he's a buy now or a hold for sure. In, in yes, either strategy 100%. play, I, I think it's great. Listen, part of the reason Baker, I think is struggling to win games more recently is the lack of a ground game. Very strange. Rashad white is the worst seven for 70 through the air <laughs> I have ever seen. I was looking, I watched the entire game. I looked up the box score. I was like, wait, Rashad White had seven for 70. There was a lot of hype around this mid round in redraft. Um, you know, kind of a little bit of a dynasty darling as well. Uh, a lot of hype around Rashad White. He's disappointed on the ground, but for volume, he just keeps catching passes in a PPR league. You're stoked with him. Bro, I have he, no idea what to do with Rashad White. I, he's don't, most I don't want him, but I wouldn't cut him. Yeah. The most frustrating guy because you look at him run the ball. And he's like Jonathan Taylor early on when he's literally just running into the back of the guard. That's all he does. He gets the ball, takes the handoff, and literally just sprints into the back of the line. It's Wait, like Jonathan not- Taylor does that. Jonathan Taylor's bad. That's no, 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 no. I'm saying at the beginning. I said at the beginning of Jonathan Taylor, like the first. Oh, he was like, doing half of that. his rookie yeah, year. Okay. He was okay. not I for some remember. reason. He wasn't finding the holes. He was just running into yeah. the back of the line. Yeah, that's Rashad White still. <laughs> and I don't know what what it does, what it's going to take to click. But like, if you look on the opposite side of the field. James Cook is not, he's a smaller guy, but he's more apt to get on the outside. Um, but w- what I will say about Rashad White is he he's doing and producing exactly how we expected him to do so. We thought that he was going to come in and be the receiving back to L- Leonard Burnett's just ground and pound, right? And right. he earned most of his production on screen, like on a screen pass that went all the way yeah. down to the goal line. So, I mean, I like Rashad White. I, I mean, I'm not going crazy over trying to get him, but I think he's he's producing how you would think he would. I, he's not going to give you anything on the ground, but you better hope he's getting those dump off Dude, passes. It's, it's the Costco hot dog, right? It's like, this is not good food, but I got it for $1.50. <laughs> so it just hits the spot. Like this is gross production in, in garbage time. Listen, they can't run the ball. I don't think their offensive line is going to get any better throughout the year. I don't think the running game is going to come. And so for fantasy purposes, if Rashad White keeps catching five to six passes a week on dump offs during garbage time. That's great. Speaking of garbage time, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I mean, Chris Godwin didn't do it in garbage time. He was five for 54, but Mike Evans saved his day three for 39 with a touchdown um, towards the end of the game. But also there was a Trey Palmer sighting. I thought he was targeted quite a bit, had some a chance at big plays. I think if Trey Palmer can step up in the next couple of weeks um, in turn, just he had a lot of difficult contested catches. I'm thinking of one third down pass Baker put right on him where he dove to catch it. I think Palmer could be a nice compliment in the offense and maybe a buy low candidate. Someone we were kind of high on in the preseason going into the regular season. But um, listen, Trey Palmer's a rookie and we've talked a lot about Baker um, who was with Carolina last year. We're going to be talking about Bryce Young. We're going to be talking about all the rookies following this commercial break because we're at the point in the season where it's time for you to review where am I at with my rookies and what do I need to do this season in terms of managing them? Because a rookie loses their value more than ever going into that second season. That rookie price tag can carry so much weight for a long period of time, but you need to be informed on what to do. We've got all those answers coming up right now. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. I believe this is our 20th episode, Dylan. And in episode 19, we had a chance to interview Matthew Berry, which is an incredible milestone, not for the show, but for my life. If the show never has another episode, grand success. He asked us for trade advice, dude. Like, I'm still wicking out about mm. that. Yeah, as you should. So I like, mean, we're, we're professionals, yeah. but... It's like LeBron asking you how to fix his shot. That's exactly what it's like for us. <laughs> it's exactly what we feel. <laughs> but um, if we had to really give listeners at this point, like, what is the thesis of our show, other than we're a reality TV spinoff of a bunch of diehard, degenerate dynasty players who take this way too far, I would say gamesmanship. We are all about teaching you kind of the tips and tricks to win your league that isn't merely focused on player profiles. We're never going to send out a draft kit. We're never going to have consensus rankings that we publish. If we do, they will be as a gag for fantasy receipts to tear up. Not because we can't, but because there's so many great resources like that out there. And we just feel what's lacking in the industry is the in-context, hey, this is how you take a left turn. This is how you take a right turn. This is how it feels driving the race car. This is how it feels flying the plane. And what we wanted to do is we're all owners of certain rookies at every level of the yacht club. One of the three of us, including Mike, the four of us has touched or at some point traded for one of the players we're going to go over, but we're at a critical point in the season where you're coming up on, you know, I think is it week eight now we're in. So you have a large enough sample size to really begin to understand how players are going to develop in their rookie year. And the thing about a rookie year is, is it's a lot like a car. The moment a rookie comes out of, and I, I want to clarify this, not just the rookie season, but the se- the, the postseason or the offseason following their rookie season, it's like a car being driven off the lot. 
it immediately depreciates in value. There's no longer this like, hey, I'm brand new. I'm figuring it out price tag. If they start out their year two poorly, their value tanks quickly. If you need evidence of this, Traylon Burks is a name that comes to mind right away. Don't do that to me. Do not do that to me. Come on. Is anyone talking about Traylon Burks? Is anyone talking about Sky Moore? They're dead. (laughs) They're dead for value. But you could still trade them for seconds plus. I I traded Sky Moore for a second and a third last uh, this this offseason, right before the season started, because there was this hope that it's an Andy Reid offense. He'll figure it out. All that being said, we want to compare two things, not just your rookies and what you should be doing with them, but also if you're a competitive team, if you maybe need to ship a player out for a 24 first, if you're a tanking team, you probably have already cornered the market on a top four pick, which we need to talk about Caleb Williams, by the way, because he's looking, he was like the 101 solidified, but we're going to be working from like, would you rather have this player specifically on the wide receivers and running back section or like the 105 plus in the 24 draft? So we're just going to be going through all of our rookies. Some of them obviously aren't worth a first round pick, but we want to advise you on all of them. And then we're just guessing that if you have questions about whether or not you should tank, the best you can do is the 105 or worse. So we're assuming Brock Bowers, Marvin Harrison Jr., Drake May, and Caleb Williams. Someone has already tanked, and those are spoken for in your league. But Dylan, you you specifically asked, you wanted to chat about Caleb Williams a little bit before oh, yeah. we, we jumped into this. He's been losing. He's been making what I would say losing comments. We're both Texas high school football guys, right? And there's a lot of militaristic principles. Like oh, yeah. we were Tough doing players win TP like yeah. literally when we were in high school doing pushups or at the end oh, of workouts, dude. our coach had all 60 men that were on the team in that locker yep. room and yep. we would finish every workout. Tough players win. Tough players win. It's ingrained dude. in us. Well, it's not even just high school. I, we played peewee football against each yeah. other. I yeah. know you played for the Warriors and yep. I played for the Rockets. My high school football, my, my peewee football coach was 75 years old. It was like, I'm a feeder program for Trinity. And he only had, yeah, literally, like, we're doing up downs. Like, yes, sir. Like, yep. when I hear Caleb Williams, like, oh my gosh, dude, like, I, you know, th- these rumors about he wants ownership in the team and then you lose two games. It's this isn't a good look for him. I, I, from, a, from an old head for football, I know I'm only 28 years old. I'm an old head when it comes to football. You're concerned about Caleb Williams' value and what he's saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to steer clear of the speculation of even just the 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 way it looks for him as a person, right? I think we can draw conclusions. I have my own. And I agree with your sentiment of like the comments that he's making and what he's saying in front of cameras. It's just not the right stuff. And you don't want to hear that, especially from a quarterback, because that's the leader of your team. And in the NFL, your franchise, that is the face of your franchise. Yeah. What I What I'm concerned about is a little bit of that and a little bit of like his production and a lot of his production has come against not great competition. Um, and what, what he's doing is what Johnny Manziel was doing at a much higher scale against better competition. Look what happened to Johnny Manziel. All I want people to see is I understand Caleb Williams is a generational prospect. I'm not going to argue that at this point because of what he's done. I'm not saying that you shouldn't treat well, him as such. Well, you said he was generational as well. I did. I did. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to slander that. I'm not saying he's the next Johnny Manziel. He's going he's gonna to be terrible in the NFL. What I'm saying is, is we need to take a step back and we need to evaluate and not just be so infatuated like we were with one B. John Robinson, who we'll talk about later. Yep. We can't be as infatuated 
with as dynasty players. You've got to be strategic, right? You want to be the reason why you're listening to the dynasty exchange is because you don't want just the everyday advice that someone's giving you and just only trade with the markets. No, we're going to give you a diverse perspective and we're going to tell you that you should not, you should think to get ahead. So what I'm going to advocate for specifically with Caleb Williams is consider if you have the one-on-one at some point, or the pick looks like it's going to be the one-on-one and you can sell it as such, take it, try to get the one-on-two and get Drake May plus. Hmm. The reason why I say that is Drake May looks like a stud quarterback and he's just in the shadows. He lo- he's got it all. He's got the leadership, the composure. He's le- he- he's doing what he can and he looks like the most pro-ready quarterback in this draft. Not saying hmm. that Caleb Williams doesn't look pro-ready, but like we said, we it, saw Johnny Manziel. Yeah, is it, I was going to say, it's nothing on the field with Caleb Williams is pro-ready. It's, the, it's kind of the mouth. Is, it's is the it mouth, and, yeah. And we're not here to uh, completely examine that. I just watched enough football to know it hurts your draft value. It hurts yeah. your ability for franchises to endorse you because if you're creating, if you're giving the media any thread to pull, it's just extra work for your franchise. So Caleb Williams looks great on the field. And also they don't have it. USC doesn't have a defense. So I don't want well, I was going to say, well, too, he's making these plays against PAC 12 defenses, not NFL. D. It just, the dynamic changes in the NFL. And so I would just say people need to be wary of, and I, Davis and I talked about this off air um, uh, last week. And we were just talking about, he obviously being a USC fan is a huge advocate for Caleb Williams. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying Caleb Williams is going to be trash. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, let's step back and be realistic about it. But what, 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 what do you think? Are you still touting no, I, Caleb Williams? I, I or what's, no, I think Caleb Williams is a great QB, but I think it's always, you, you know where I've stood and even on the off air show and uh, other places we've talked, I'm all about trading back. Because I don't mm-hmm. think the gap between Caleb Williams and Drake May, th- there's a ton of factors. If you can profit off of Caleb Williams, if for some reason Caleb Williams is valued the same way Patrick Mahomes is before he ever plays an NFL snap, you should sell immediately. If in keep trade cut, he's worth 8,500 plus points, which I know where that is, you should sell immediately because the worst thing that could happen is that you break even. The absolute worst thing that could happen is that Caleb Williams is as good as he is hyped to be. This might actually help his value long-term because he'll come into the NFL with more grounded expectations. We're not the only one saying that Caleb Williams, hey, there's some questions. And it's not just about the mouth. It's about, hey, Drake May has been a great prospect. So I completely agree with you. And as we go through the rookies that we have this year, just keep in mind, if you had traded back on most of these guys, you'd probably be a happy camper. So delayed gratification to me is the key to dominating your dynasty league. Um, it is hard to do because when your friends talk smack and you want to beat them, it's a very real thing. But speaking of quarterbacks, we've talked at length about CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. They're very good. You are keeping them. If you can trade for them, you're probably still trading at a peak. Not a lot we need to talk about. We love them. We as a show believe they're great. I want to talk about Bryce Young. He is currently the quarterback 30 in fantasy. Now he's had a bye week. He's on pace for only 2,700 passing yards and 17 touchdowns. Here's my question. What is your timeline on Bryce Young? If you're a Bryce Young owner, you probably can't sell right now because the value is so depreciated. In terms of adjusting your expectations, I believe it's going to be three years before this guy's relevant. I believe you should hold. I agree. And it's it. I love even starting off with Caleb Williams because this is exactly what I said way back in the offseason. We were talking about this upcoming rookie class of CJ Stroud, A-Rich, and Young. I had it ranked A-Rich, one, Stroud, two, and Young three for a reason. Like he was being touted as an incredible quarterback. This, that it is different when you get to the, the Steph NFL. Curry of the, of the position. Yes, yes, exactly. The Steph Curry of the position. So for Bryce Young, I just think you're right. Like it's going to take time. And 
if that, like, I just don't see him being an elite, an elite quarterback. I don't see him being a top five fantasy type quarterback. I see him being a very good quarterback. I see him, yeah, like he can have that like back end QB one, top end, like high end QB two. I just don't think he'll ever be touted to me as a top five guy. Yeah, for fantasy purposes, I don't see it, especially in Carolina. Here's the good news. We watched Baker Mayfield tonight. When you were the 101 in an, in an NFL draft, any NFL draft, you just get way more chances. Because even if it, for whatever reason, it absolutely crashes and burns in Carolina. And the reason I, I, I'm not, no one's saying that that's going to happen, but they are one in six. Frank Reich doesn't look like the right hire. Like it could get weird within three years. They may not want to give him a second contract. Someone will give him another chance. And so I think Bryce Young is a safe, safe piece. And I do think that he's at his floor. But for fantasy purposes, Dylan, I agree with you. I don't, I never saw the rushing upside. I, you know, I, I just don't see an easy path where he's a fantasy relevant quarterback. And if you paid a high end, you know, Davis used the one Oh two on him in the I, club. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you, <laughs> like, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like size matters too. Size yeah. matters. I don't care. And yeah. I'm saying that like, not because I think it's injury yeah, it wise. Si- it absolutely does. <laughs> can, can I get, get goodness gracious. Give me someone else on here. What? Where's Davis? Where's Davis? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Continue. No, I, I'm, size matters because of the fact that, injury yes of course that matters for injury but also you're seeing like he can't there's issues with him just delivering the ball how he did in college because everyone is bigger not just his line is bigger the defenders are bigger everyone's bigger that plays fast so i'm just concerned about him being considered a top even 10 or qb1 he's gonna be he's gonna be a starter in the nfl for three years the he has three years to prove it but i don't think he'll be fantasy relevant in any of those three years and even if he does and, and builds around him you just have to be really patient with Bryce Young or you have to find someone who's willing to believe in him if you're going to sell him. Someone who I didn't even realize he was a rookie who has the opposite situation of Bryce Young where it's like, hey, he has to win every single game to be relevant. Tyson Bagnet is how I'm going to say it because I can't pronounce it. wow. Yeah, it's kind of like a Bagnet, right? Tyson Bagnet. Uh, first of all, I didn't know that here's what I'll say. I wasn't concerned at all. I'm the Justin Fields owner. You know how much I love Justin Fields. We've talked about Justin Fields. Tyson Badgett gets a win against the Jimmy Garoppolo less Raiders. Um, and the question is like, Oh, do we got a guy here? I don't think so. But then I found out his dad is a countless, <laughs> 28 times. Have you seen yes. the video about this? Yes. His dad is an arm wrestling champion 28 times and is an absolute dude. Like he's like a he's bro. A, he, him and Dan Campbell will probably hang out on the weekends. 100%. <laughs> he has this thing with Tom Pelissero. I don't know if we can include the clip or find the clip and include it in the, in the description, but he's like a super cool guy. And I was like, okay, crap. Maybe Tyson's, you know, maybe he's a someone. I here's here's what I'm saying. If you have Tyson for whatever reason, you got him off Dynasty waivers. He might still be on Dynasty waivers. Um, he fits squarely into the category for me of cool backups that you root for as a person, but isn't really going to be long term fantasy relevant. He lost the game against the Vikings because he threw an interception, a costly one at the end of the game. He doesn't have first round draft capital. In fact, he has no draft capital. This was a Division two player. D two guy. Who yeah. Was, yeah. And so he could be great. The problem is not many people are going to give him a long-term chance. So he has to win out and be statistically awesome. He wasn't statistically awesome. He was serviceable. I think he's a great backup. I root for him like Taylor that, Heineke, and that's it. like Cooper Rush. You know, that's it. I think he's, he's cool he's a and backup. he should be rostered. 
Yeah. He's a backup. He he's going to be one of those guys. He's not going to be a guy that you're going to want to go and get. Like once Justin Fields gets the okay with his thumb, I think it's a thumb. It's a hand injury. Yeah, it's a thumb. He dislocated with. his thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Once he gets the go. I've prayed like, for him every single night. I've sacrificed <laughs> goats to make sure he gets back. I'm, and, really- I'm not a Justin Fields fan, but Tyson Badge is not going to keep Justin Fields off the field. It's just not right. going to happen. I, I he agree. looked good. He won a game. That's great. Good for him. Have him celebrate that moment, but he's back to the bench when Fields is healthy, unfortunately. Last quarterback I want to talk about is the definition of a dart throw because we, we agree that Tyson's always going to be a backup, but Will Levis is looking like he's going to get the start for the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill out. This was the 33rd overall pick. At one point, there were odds in sports books that he was going to be like the 104. He was going to go to the Colts in the NFL draft, and he, he slid in the draft, and he went to fantasy irrelevance. Dylan, is there any gamble that you would take to go trade for a Will Levis on the off chance that maybe he's a dude come Sunday mornings, come Sunday evenings, he can be a fantasy superstar. Because right now, I feel like he's cheap. He's definitely cheap. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I, if I can get him for that price, yes. Like, what are we talking, a second? Is that what you're saying by cheap? Like throwing a second well, and out here's what and I would say, take a like, shot on him? I, this is like a complete gamble. Speaking of parlays, I had one hit tonight on Josh Allen. This is like an eight to 10 leg parlay because yeah. you probably have to pay a little bit up. I would say this, if you want to trade for Will Levis, that's fine. If you're the Will Levis owner, I think you should probably, if you can get a second or a third, ship the gamble out. I, like, I don't see an easy path for him to hit, but like, I know you want to see him start one single game, but I don't think you can fairly evaluate him. I'm, I'm spoiling yeah. my own analysis well, no, here. I, but think, like, I just think, if yes, if I can get him for cheap, meaning a second, I'm going to get him because I think he's good enough to keep Malik Willis off the field, and I don't think Tannehill... Right. I don't know if Tannehill sees the field again as a Titan. I, I don't know if they trade him. I just It doesn't seem like... Why would they, at this point, they're not in contention. It doesn't look like they're going to compete, especially if they're offering to sell Derrick Henry and D-Hop and all these... And Bynard's gone now, so... If they're going to sell these older players, I don't think they're going to compete. Therefore, I don't know why they would waste their time seeing if Tannehill's their future, right? So I think Levis is good enough. He has the arm talent. It comes down to coaching. I don't know about that. Would you train if you had like if you're a tanking team like me, and I have I have a lot of excess capital. If I had two seconds, and I I have mostly first, so I don't have a lot of seconds. Like, is he worth two seconds just to take the dart throw? Five seconds, multiple first. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's a worthy dart throw. Seconds, because if it hits, with the volume of capital you have as well, yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I think if it hits, it's like okay, I got a guy. Maybe that could be really good because mm-hmm. Will Levis was really good. Not his seniors. I don't want to call it his senior season, but like his last season in college. But um, the season before that, he would have been a yes. much higher draft pick. But he didn't declare. He stayed, and it hurt his value. He's he'll be fun to watch Sunday simply because he could spike in value, but. For most leagues, Will Levis is still not going to be fantasy relevant no matter how you slice it. But he Moving also on, does have, I will say this about Will Levis, he does have sneaky rushing upside as well, which okay. uh, we talked about Malik Willis having as well. I just I just think Will Levis is a better quarterback He's someone to pay attention Willis. to. Yes, yeah. and definitely yeah, pay attention so to him. Just real quick to, to summarize, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, awesome, great. Bryce Young, would you trade him away for the 105 or higher if uh, in 2024? Oh, um probably not because I think you can get more. Would I trade him? Yes, I would get more. You can get more on top of him. Yeah. If you're trading the 105, I think you can get 105 plus. I don't know that you can, man. I don't know that people are that patient. I I really don't with rookie quarterbacks anymore, especially when you have two performing as high. What if you could do do this? This is what I would do. Speaking of Mr. Baker Mayfield, I would do Baker Mayfield in the 105. Yeah. Yeah. If if someone would offer me Baker Mayfield in 105 for Bryce Young, I would do that. Yes. Smash accept. Give me a shot at Jordan Travis and all those guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, Keon Coleman, maybe if if you have uh, well to replace even know. to replace him, like like if you're getting a shot at Jordan Travis, Michael Penix Jr., like Bo Nix, any of those guys, like give me a dart throw and a quarterback that I can play. Yeah, or Keon Coleman, like you're saying. Yeah, so, yeah. So you can start Baker until that quarterback develops, sure. because that's yep. the thing is if you're depending on Bryce right now, you're a very unhappy camper. Yeah, Davis um, is going to be pissed when he hears that. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he I'm is. I'm so glad he's not uh, going to be here. <laughs> this is good. Um, listen, we got to talk about a player Davis is passionate about. Um, we're going to talk about all the top tier running backs. I want to start off the top. Bijan, Gibbs, and Devon Achan. I want you, like, before we get into these analysis in this rookie review, keep trade cut those players right now. Bijan, Gibbs. Okay. I'm keeping Bijan. Okay. I'm trading Achan because he's the most valuable, okay. and I'll cut Gibbs right now. Okay. So we agree on the cut, not because Gibbs is bad. He had, he showed out well when David Montgomery was gone, but that's kind of the key. I think there's going to be volume issues for Gibbs long-term. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be good, high-end RB2. I think that's what you have come to expect with Gibbs. Hopefully you weren't counting on him above everything. Once again, not in Yacht Club. In another dynasty league, I had Gibbs. I almost traded him and like Brock Purdy and like all these things for like Christian McCaffrey. I'm really glad I waited a week because Gibbs is still very Patience. young. That, that is, I, know. I will say that. That is a theme too. As we're talking about these rookies, realize that one of the things we're going to keep talking about is patience. I've said it before. Be patient with your rookies. Gibbs paid off for you for being patient, right? Yeah. No, you can't panic on someone like that. This is a really good running back. And always, you got to be patient with guys who still pass the eye test. I think that's key. Yes. If you see something on film that you're like, okay, I don't love that. Maybe, because the other thing you got to think about too is, when you own a rookie, you're watching your rookies. Like we're all like, yeah. oh, my team's so good. Like <laughs> other people may not be paying attention to what's yeah. going on on the field. We'll talk about Quentin Johnston later, but that's kind of what happened for me when I traded him away. We're going to touch on the wide receivers. Getting back to the keep trade cut, I struggled with this one a lot. I, I Between Achan and Bijan being the keep. Because you said keep Bijan. And it's not just to disagree with you, but it's just to provide, well, it is sort of just to disagree. I'm going to change my answer back to my original one. I'm going to keep Achan. Uh, I'm going to trade Bijan because Bijan still carries such a strong name and such a strong expectation that it will be figured out. If you exclude the sick game, which I'm not saying you should because everyone started it. This last week, he only ran for three yards. Yeah. But that's not a game that you would count against his touches per game or his you know touchdowns per game. Do you know what he's he's on pace for a fine year if you exclude this last week? He's on pace for eleven hundred and forty seven yards. Uh, you know that's two that's thirteen and a half carries a game at two hundred and thirty carries. The problem is zero rushing touchdowns. I believe that's going to regret. I do believe that's going to get back to an average. I, I do think the rushing touchdowns will come towards the end of the season for yeah, Bijan. Positive regression. The, yeah, exactly. He's got, he's on pace for 73 and 535 through the air, which is really where all of his value is coming from as a pass catcher. So his floor is as safe as you can get. But the reason I would keep HN and the reason I switched is because I'm all about that upside. Shout out to Ian Harditz or Hartz. Is it Harditz or Harditz? I don't know. He is Harditz. one of my favorite followers on X, a- aka Twitter. He is also a writer for the Fantasy Life. Shout out Matthew Berry, which if you have not subscribed to the Fantasy Life, what are you doing? We do it. We should try to get Ian on the show because he seems like a cool guy. He tweeted an incredible graph talking about players averaging yards after contact as well as forced uh, missed tackles on a play. 
there's like the grouping of the whole chart, like a normal, like average grouping. And then there's a Chan like skyrocketed to the right. He is averaging seven and a half yards after contact. Give me that upside. Give me the guy who only needs 10 touches a game in the right offense and in the right system to win me fantasy weeks over the course of his career over Ugh. the guy who's a floor play with a head coach that seems to hate fantasy players. I'm so an HN fan. Don't get me wrong. H-N. I'm a big HN guy. You know that. But yeah. does, the injury does scare me a little bit because of his size, like him being smaller. It just, it does worry me a little bit. So that's why I would trade him and keep Bijan. But question about Bijan for you. Yeah. Are you, if you're a Bijan owner, right? You had the one-on-one, let's say you were Davis. He has Bijan in the Yacht Club. Davis had the one-on-one. He like, we told the story about how he nagged Mike for days, weeks, months, basically to get that one-on-one yeah. to get Bijan. If you were Davis and you had Bijan, you had the one-on-one for that long. Are you kicking yourself a little bit for not selling the one-on-one or selling Bijan for the premium that you could have got? Man, I mean, and this trading is back a, and getting like a rich. Yeah, he's the self-proclaimed value king. No, the main thing is he drafted he he drafted Bryce Young over a rich. He would have been fine because he had all that capital. He, you know, he still drafted That's Bryce Young. So That's true. No, I, I think the issue is you have to go get a championship. And I think Bijan was the player that screamed, this will help me win yeah. a championship the most. Well, set, set that aside, so, actually. Set, set, so like not even that specific Davis, situation. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying no, Everyone should have. And yes. this goes back okay. to why we talked about Caleb Williams at length. If you had sold Bijan at the 101, if he turned into Christian McCaffrey, you would have broken even. Christian McCaffrey Correct. in the Yacht Club has never traded for three firsts. If you're trading a running back for three firsts, I don't care who it is. If it's LaDainian Tomlinson mixed with Adrian Peterson, and it's like, it's, so I'm going to be here for 10 years. Yes, and him. that's exactly Just why That's exactly why earlier when I was talking about Caleb Williams, if you can trade him and, and get the 102, if you could just trade back, anything that you get on top of it yep. is going to be worth it. Think about what Bijan was going for, bro. Like Dude, the he 101. Was, it was he, went, he, went, he went for Anthony Richardson, Geno Smith, is it Josh Downs? Maybe like I like I forget the exact yes. like it was insane. It was insane. And it's not that Bijan's a bad player. You're disappointed because the landing spot did hurt his value. You've got to hang on to him. You're not going anywhere. But this is just a lesson in that gamesmanship that we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. It's like, hey, production. If I can sell hype for extra production, you need to do that every time. Speaking of production, we, we're going to talk about all these guys in tears. Um, the trade deadline is. Tuesday of next week, um, by the time you're listening to this, uh, for the NFL. Tajay Spears is in his own tier because he is at like 50-something percent snap percentage every week. It was like 53, 56. With, this is the backup to Derrick Henry, if you don't know. But Tajay Spears is getting plenty of work on the field. And if Derrick Henry is to be traded, which there's been a lot of rumors he's going to, Tajay Spears becomes one of the big name running backs from this rookie class you need to pay attention to because he's looked good in the limited work he's had and the snap percentage is already there. Unfortunately, the Titans offense is kind of bad, but I want to jump to kind of these tier two running backs, Dylan. Um, Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, Roshan Johnson. Here's what you're doing with those guys, in my opinion, and I'll just get your, your time on it really quick. Charbonnet is valuable to the Ken Walker owner. If you're not the Ken Walker owner, either trade for Ken Walker or trade him to the Ken Walker owner. Because he's a very good running back, but he is like Rashad Penny to Chris Carson, except Ken uh, Walker I, is three times the running back Chris Carson is. I'm going to counter that only real quickly because really? right now, Ken Walker's hurt. That's been the biggest thing. Ken, he Ken hasn't Walker missed, missed a game yet. He's missed practice, though. He he's missed practice rest. today. Until it's he misses, 
Right, but once again, like it's not like you can start Charbonnet. You're just waiting for Ken Walker to get injured. That's well, no, all I'm saying is, is Ken Walker is, owner. I'm just saying if you have Charbonnet, don't be so angsty to go trade him away. Wait until it, there's it's inevitable. It is inevitable as a running back. You, they're going to get hurt. They're going to go down, whether it's for miss a game, a time. Whether, whatever it is. Yes, it's inevitable for them to to not miss time. So hold Charbonnet until, and then you can sell him to the to the owner okay. or you can see what hey. you got i just i don't know i just i would say I be, again, be patient be patient you don't know you're you're not saying don't sell him to the ken walker runner you're saying wait for maximum correct that's don't just some games i that encourages me because we've had some talks about trades this year where you've just been like this is my guy and i believe in it I'm like <laughs> no that's that's good timing of the market uh kendra miller man there was a lot of excitement around him especially with camara missing games and then jamal williams got injured and then he just couldn't get on the field at the right time Alvin Kamara is currently a satellite and is catching every single football that remotely orbits him. <laughs> Alvin Kamara still has plenty of juice. Um, I don't see a path for Kendra Miller. Once again, I treat this as a handcuff. Do you concur? Yeah, I'm just proud that you said his name right. Um, we've we've corrected you <laughs> many, so many times, Davis and I. We'll, we'll be prepping for the show, and Josh's like, oh, yeah, I think we should talk about Keandre Miller. I'm like, Josh, it's Kendra. So, okay. I, no, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm applauding you because that's growth. We applaud growth here. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to mispronounce the rest of the players just to vex you. Uh, um, no, but I, I agree. Yes. Kendra Miller, he had, he had all the opportunity in the world to prove that he was something and he got hurt um, with a lingering injury. And then even when he was given the opportunity, he just didn't do much with it. At this point, yeah. if you have Kendra Miller, hold, just hold. Yeah. Don't sell him for a third, just hold yeah, because I, that backfield is old. I, I think almost there's one guy in this tier. We're going to be talking about Kendra Miller and Roshan Johnson next, or forgive me, Tank Bigsby and Roshan Johnson next. All these guys to me are handcuffs. Save Roshan. Tank Bigsby, I'm, I'm doing the exact same. Whatever I said about Charbonnet, say Tanks Bigsby <laughs> and, and Travis Etienne. Yeah, copy paste. Um, if you have any additional thoughts, Dylan, I'd love to hear them. But to me, Roshan Johnson is the only trade for target in this tier outside of being an owner of the, the, running, you know, the running back that these handcuffs would ensure. Uh, Roshan Johnson, it, once he's healthy, I think he's might be the most talented back Chicago has. We saw what Deontay Foreman did on the ground against a bad defense. This team, the Chicago Bears, will win if they can stay on the ground and use Justin Fields on the ground as well. And Roshan early on was already the third down back. He's a good pass catcher. I think Roshan has sneaky upside. He's a trade four candidate for me simply because I've already seen it on the NFL field. Um, this, yeah, he's always just been overshadowed. It was always with Bijan at Texas and now he's on the bears. <laughs> and it's guy. like, it's injury. Yeah. Uh, Roshan's a stud. I, I'm, I'm targeting him in every league that I can find because I think he could be not just good, but like yeah, league of, winning really yeah. good of all the guys that we've talked about. He's the one that I would go and buy because he's relatively cheap right now. And it, even I, I would say that as a contender, as a rebuild, I think he's going to be, I'm not telling you he's going to be the next. Bijan or HN or, or Gibbs. No, he's not going to be that, but he will be a serviceable back. He'll be another Khalil Herbert who Khalil Herbert's been great when he's healthy, right? That's part yeah. of why Roshan can't get on the field. So I think he'll be another one of those backs that will produce. He may be part of committee, but he'll produce. But Herbert's on IR. Yeah. So if Roshan can get back right. before then he can maybe take the job. So that would be good. Yeah. Listen, I want to get to some big name wide receivers. And listen, if you're listening to this and you're like, dude, some of this is obvious knowledge. We know. But we have to cover it and we want to cover it because we do not want to let a single one of our owners or listeners down on this is what we would do because that's what you're hanging on to. What would If Matthew Barry is wondering what Josh, Dylan, and Davis think about certain players, you should be too. God, I'm gonna, a bunch of my friends were like, what's the over-under Josh brings that up this week? And I was like, oh. 15 and a half. Oh, they're tallying we, right now. They're tallying. We, we set the line at 15 the and over. I'll smash the over. Yeah. We, we yeah. absolutely smashed the over. <laughs> JSN. 
you said it. He was the biggest name when we talked about being patient with your rookies. JSN, he had a breakout, a breakout game. I'm going to put that in parentheses. Uh, for the Seahawks this last week, caught his first touchdown. He has yet to eclipse like 75 yards. Not like 75 yards. He has yet to eclipse 75 yards. He has yet to eclipse seven receptions. How patient? Do, I know you have to be patient with JSN because he's a great prospect. How patient do you really have to be in your opinion, Dylan? Because I have kind of a window of time when this works, but I want to hear from you first. Yeah, I mean, patient. <laughs> with JSN, I'm being patient. He was the first receiver taken this year in the draft. We know what he did in college. We don't need to remind people. He was elite. Yes, he missed that season, whatever. It's great. Take Actually, take that in consideration. Take the fact that he missed an entire season of football, and now he's getting back on the field, finally. Now, yeah. on top of that, he's in the NFL. On top of that, he's behind Tyler Lockett. What 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 convinced me And this DK week, Metcalf. Yes, but DK Metcalf is there to stay. Tyler Lockett yeah. is a variable that I think could actually change. Um soon i don't know if it would be trade i don't know what it would be if they cut him whatever i just think you need to be patient on jsn because he's the clear cut to be the number two i understand jake bobo had a good game yeah, but like I put jake a number bobo. like like when is okay it's the year 2020 blank and jsn is a top 10 dynasty wide receiver what year is that because to me i think it's three years from now i, I think it's when two. tyler lockett broke out you think it's yeah, just two I, I think it's two okay. i think next year he takes a step as in top 10 it'll be two next year i think he yeah. takes a step him and dk are viewed as well actually it could be ne- as soon as next year as the way that we react as dynasty players as soon as jsn produces what even tyler lockett was producing he's a top 10 easily yeah easily no, he's top 10 we similar to talking about stroud and anthony richardson we don't need to talk about puka nakua you have a certified superstar like i'm talking about that guy the, yeah, you don't want to. The only reason Puka Nakua isn't a top three dynasty wide receiver right now is that he was a fifth round pick in the NFL draft and his name isn't JSN. If JSN was doing what Puka Nakua was doing, all of us would have anointed him. Wide receiver three. Because it, He'd yeah, be wide receiver it three. Yeah, Chase Jefferson, and he might have, honestly, he might have be ahead of Chase and Jefferson because it's like he's, Puka Nakua is having the best rookie year of all time. And we don't want to talk about it because it's like, well, we, no one saw this coming. We did. We mentioned it on the on the show where we had Charles Robinson as a guest. Like he's someone to pay attention to. No one saw Puka Nakua coming. He's awesome. But JSN, I think his value is going to hold because the expectation is that he's great and that he just needs the opportunity. Well, bro, I think it's going to be long. He's already long wide receiver years. sixteen. Already wide receiver sixteen. What more does he have a, to do? No, no. Jump six places. You're talking about on keep trade cut, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That, he, that's the market we fallen. go off of. I know, I know, but he's fallen from when he was drafted. Well, yes, right? but I'm saying like it, it. All it takes is him having some. He can produce the back end of this season as a even the wide receiver three in Seattle, and he's going to either stay at 16 or I don't think he drops below 16 for the rest of the season. If I'm being honest, uh, I hear you. So next year, I can um, see the jump into top ten. I no, I actually, I think, I think there's going to be some some guys that jump him that we're going to be talking about next. But I mean. Here's here's the last thing I'll say about JSN. If you sold him for multiple firsts and you were a win now team or a productive struggle team, congratulations. Because I think JSN is two years away from being great. And I do believe he's can be great. 
You just have to be patient. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Someone you don't have to be patient on is Quentin Johnston. In Yacht Club, I traded him away for a 24 first and an upgrade. I swapped 25 firsts for QJ. I traded him away to the Chargers owner. This is the alarm bells, okay? The whole thing with Quentin Johnston is you can be patient with him because Mike Williams needs to get injured and he will and he'll be out of the way. Quentin Johnston in a absolute barn burner a game against the Chiefs. How many? I don't even know how many points were put up. I just know Patrick Mahomes torched me in, in one league for like four touchdowns. It was disgusting. He had one catch for 20 yards. Okay. I think that's his best stat line as well. Two and a half yeah. fantasy points. Yeah. Someone Quentin posted- Johnston... Someone posted on Twitter. This is funny. They posted. They're like, "Oh, Quentin Johnson's week seven highlights last week." And this is one catch. I was like, "Week seven? That's a season highlights. What are you talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> like that yeah. one catch is a season highlights. I, I would, I would be brave and say maybe he's a buy low candidate. No, miss me. But I, I wouldn't. Mm-mm. If you a single second, no. Nope. If you could trade a no. single, no. yeah, you wouldn't do 24 it. Okay. second? No, no. I want a shot All at right. Xavier Leggett, who's going to be there in the second round next year. Like this wide receiver class is so deep. Give me a shot at McMillan. Any of those guys over? I'm, you know how I feel about yeah. Johnson. Johnson. No, we, no, we listen, talked I, about him from day one. Yeah. Well, I thought he would pass the eye test. He's done the opposite of that. If you have Quentin Johnston, dude, you need to get out from under him as soon as humanly possible. Take if a you loss. Get a second for him. Take the loss and just re-roll I, it into this I, next I, wide receiver I, class. I would try to go get like a couple dart throws over even a second. Go get like multiple of some. I mean, sure, start player. with a first. Start with a first. Trade them away. Uh, what we agree on is trade yes, them away. But start, but, start be... with a, but start with a first. Like if you can go yeah, and start a with a first. Yeah, 25 first. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Jordan Addison went off, absolutely <sighs> destroyed the San Francisco 49ers. 
He has six touchdowns on the year. Jordan Addison is not just the future. He is the present. With Justin Jefferson gone, he is stepping up big time. Is he at his peak value right now, though? That's my that's my only question. We, you know, like I I know he's not going anywhere. I know he's not going to be like bad or anything like that. I don't believe that whatsoever. But we've just talked about selling Bijan, selling Bryce Youngs. Those were guys you should have sold Caleb Williams at peak value. Do you maybe sell would would you rather sell Jordan Addison right now for like a DK Metcalf plus because people are oh, so yes. high on both yeah. the youth and production? Yeah. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's I, the I, only question. But Jordan Addison is so situational to me. Like if you have the time to kind of wait and see what he's going to be, he's going to produce. So like this yeah. window while Jordan or uh, sorry, Justin Jefferson's out, you're going to see him produce and it's going to be great. You're going to get some production from him. If you're looking to sell, you better sell within that window because when Justin Jefferson gets back, I don't think it's going to fall off. We even saw him produce when Justin Jefferson was healthy. The right. biggest question mark to me is Kirk Cousins. I just, yeah, I don't know what that offense looks the like without there? Kirk Cousins. Yes, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a great question. And if you're, you know, if you're pairing it with the Caleb Williams or the Drake May, which doesn't look like they will because it looks like they're going to keep winning, and maybe Jettis comes back, so they they try to compete for playoffs. So it was in a mid round pick. There's a lot of questions about his future, but man, he passes the eye test. So if you have Addison, you're more than happy. Um, it, you can go any direction with him, really, and, and be happy. The last player, kind of in the big name wide receivers, Zay Flowers. I, I have been not a Zay Flowers hater. I haven't intended to be, but I've come off like one mm-hmm. because of Mike's love for him. He traded five seconds for him, and I was like, that is so <laughs> foolish. Like You shouldn't do that. You have been like, I'd rather have Zay Flowers, Trey Lumbergs over George Pickens. And so because I was always defending yes. George Pickens, who is a stud, side note. You had to get that plug I, in I just, It's just the truth. Sorry <laughs> that I'm bringing up facts just, on a show about facts. He's a good um, wide receiver. He's not a top 10 wide receiver, but carry on. I mean, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but Zay Flowers, because I was always comparing him to other guys I loved, I wasn't giving him his, his you know, like correct credit. This guy's a great player. And here's what's key. The offense around the Ravens just this last week started to click. Rashad Bateman didn't have a good game in the box score, but him and Odell Beckham continued to extend drives. And so Zay Flowers was absolutely like actually able to you know, get more offensive snaps. The entire offense clicked because the supporting cast stepped up. Lamar Jackson had a better game, but Zay Flowers has been the constant. He's the wide receiver 25 on the year. Mind you, he hasn't had a bye week yet, and he hasn't had any injuries, but he's only had one touchdown, and I think that can increase. I think they also, here's what I love about it, they use him really well. This guy is kind of hold the up, human hold joystick. Up, hold up. I remember two weeks ago, you were saying, we had this very conversation about Zay Flowers, yeah, yeah. and remember you were, you were sitting or saying that his production or his usage was poor. Remember yes. you were in the talk about the offense. So what I, just it curious, was. what changed? What changed for you? The Rashad Bateman actually caught the downfield target. I thought I kind of was, was clear about that. Odell Beckham started to click downfield a little bit better. When your best wide receiver isn't getting the downfield targets that other guys are dropping, that's what you need to use. What I'm saying is I trust Todd Monken more because Rashad Bateman and Odell actually were able to convert and keep the drive going. And a 5'9", 180-pound guy who can make guys miss constantly. My concern with, with Zay was like kind of the like touch pass stuff near near the tackle box when he's kind of doing the end, not end of rounds completely. Um, and yeah. I, but I the gadget, because be kind of, I, I think the word that you, I think you and Davis both said it, it was gadget. I don't That's like the gadget been, use, no. gadget, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm fine with him being Deontay Johnson underneath. That's cool. But if the only way you're getting him the ball is gadget plays that's a problem and the other thing is you need someone to stretch the field because the middle of the field to me is owned by mark andrews but 
I say all that to say, Zay Flowers is a very good wide receiver, and you should be very, very happy if you have him. I don't think that there's much to talk about. He just hasn't eclipsed 100 yards yet. Um, he's going to be touchdown dependent, but what he lacks in yardage, he makes up for in receptions because he has been catching a ton of dink and dunk passes. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I'd prioritize getting Zay Flowers over Jordan Addison long-term in Dynasty. That's I would have him ranked over Jordan Addison. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a screaming value because Addison, you probably couldn't get for a first plus right now. If you offered a single, if you offered the 105, if you offered Keon, would you rather have Keon Coleman, who I believe is the 105, Oof. right? Oof. Right. Would you rather have Keon Coleman or Zay Flowers? Oh, I think I'm taking Keon. I love Keon Coleman. Yeah, give me yeah. Keon Coleman. Wide receiver I, for Florida State. Wide Dude, receiver, yeah. Florida, so yeah. complete sidebar. We are talking so much football. I love this. We, we're just getting lost in the weeds tonight. Florida State is the most like under the radar four seed in college football right now. And I'm not a college oh, football fan. So and I know that. No one talks about them. No one watches them. And they have an Bro. unbelievable quarterback in Jordan Travis, who's going to be a draft day value. And they have an unbelievable wide receiver in Keon Coleman. And he's not the only pass catcher there that's good. There's a tight end that I love and another big wide receiver. So Jaheim Bell and Johnny Wilson. Yes. Keon Coleman is going to be Thank a stud. You. So to answer your question, yes, I'm taking John or not Johnny Wilson. Definitely not Johnny Wilson. Keon Coleman over hey, Zay Flowers. I'll, I'll take my shot. get your at. guy, Dylan. I would I'm, love that so much if you somehow oh, ended up with the 105 and you took like a Johnny Wilson. Listen, we're talking Zay Flowers, who's 5'9", 180, stud, super fast. Give me 6'4", 215, fast. Can he's? It's an 80-20 ball anytime it's up in the air. Yes, give me that for Guillaume Coleman over yeah. Zay Flowers. No, I, I love it. Um, really quickly, and I do want to move quickly through these guys. We can just say buy, sell, hold. I, but I do want to touch on this kind of second tier of running back. And there are some gems in this list. Forgive me, wide receiver. We've been talking a long time. Uh, <laughs> Josh Downs, Marvin Mims, Rasheed Rice, Michael Wilson, Tank Dell, uh, and Jaden Reed. Josh Downs, buy, sell, or hold? Buy. Buy or hold. If you have him, I wouldn't sell him right now. He's just now beginning to yeah, find his I'm form. Not selling him. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm buying if I can get him, hoping to just get him before he peaks. <laughs> One caveat to him, I know he just had a great game. Um, who, who did they play? I'm trying to remember. Cleveland. Yeah, they put up a ton of points on Cleveland. Did you know that the Shane Steichen offense is the only offense in the NFL to average 20-plus 20, 20 points every single game, even with Minshew at QB? Gee, who would have thought? He's a good- I have been saying from the start, Shane Steichen is a great coach. I only wish you'd been listening to me, Dylan. Um, <laughs> moving on. Hey, Marvin Mims. Uh, Marvin Mims is a – I have no idea what to do with Marvin Mims, to be honest. I love uh, the prospect. So I got, I, I got something for you. Yeah, talk I got to something me. for you. So Mike and I actually were talking this morning. Um, we got a deal done. Um, not the original deal we were talking about because the original deal that we were talking about was for Marvin Mims last night. And I want your thoughts on this, right? Yeah. yeah. So we were going back and forth, and I totally understand Mike's stance on Marvin Mims. He values him. Not he doesn't overvalue him by any means. Um, he wanted a twenty-five second. Because I had a 25 second at the time, um, an early 24 third, and then something else on top for Marvin Mims. Where the where the conversation stalled and we went the other direction with the trade that we actually completed was I just couldn't get myself to give up three assets just to get Marvin Mims. I understand yeah, he's young, he's had me, some boom games, but like yeah. But what what I was wrestling with and what I was struggling with is like what what do you pay for a Marvin Mims? Like I don't know. And that's what, I, cause I really actually want Marvin Mims. Had it been just the 25 seconds, I probably would have done that. He's I'm glad we're, we're talking about this. Cause I'm just realizing how confusing of a player he is. I love what I see on film for the most part. He makes some boneheaded mistakes, uh, like on special teams and some fumbles, just some weird, like he muffed a punch or two that I've seen. And you don't love to see that. 
but he is electric with the ball in his hands. And he was an incredible player at Oklahoma on just the deep passes, but it doesn't seem like they use him that way all that much. Like some of no. his best fantasy games have been like two catches for like, you know, literally if you look at his targets. Yeah. It's like he has no, I don't think he has higher than five targets on the season. But, it's but like, he's, but, but he has two boom games. Bro, he's been given lemons and he's made lemon meringue. Like he's awesome. <laughs> like I'm well, a big fan, but not to mention like Sean Payton traded up to get him. It was the first pick yeah, that they took. So dude, I just think I, part of the reason why I wanted to buy him too. And I'll add this since we're talking about him is they're going to get rid of either Judy and or Sutton. It's going to happen. Well, even if it's not at the trade deadline, that's again, a buy dynasty. So it, that, you've convinced my point me. Exactly. Yeah. So with that, do you, what the offer that I was talking about originally with the 25 second, the 24 third and a little sweetener. Do you think, do you still think that's an overpay given all that context? For you. Yeah. Yeah. For you. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, when you're in a, like, that's the thing is like, if you've, if you have a ton of capital, you can afford to do that, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's so team dependent. Like if you're, if you're a rebuilding team and all you have is picks, go get a Marvin Mims, go spend a couple thirds plus a second. That's fine. But for you, you're kind of that productive struggle and you have like five or six seconds, I think that's your bankroll. Like that's, you've, yeah. you've had to tear down and compete less to get those seconds. You need to draft players and hope they hit like a Puka Nakua has hit. Mm-hmm. Um, Rasheed Rice. There's a player that if you'd spent a second on, you feel like you've hit right now because Rasheed Rice is having a great rookie season, especially given the context of an Andy Reid wide receiver. His snap percentage is low, but every time he gets on the field, he gets targeted. And he's been the best wide receiver for the the Chiefs, and it's not been close. It's been Travis Kelsey and then Rasheed Rice. He's the second best target for Patrick Mahomes. The question is, would you pay a like a late 24 first to go get Rasheed Rice and plant your flight? Because he has certainly gone up in value for me. Late 24 first, no. I'm not trading any 24 first for Rasheed Rice. I, he's definitely yeah. gone up in value. I would try to get him Bro. for two <sighs> seconds. I would do two seconds. Yeah, I mean, if you can get that great, I, but no, I'm saying I like- I take that back. I wouldn't do that. Wouldn't why do would that. you not? I just, he's listen, showing I understand up, he's showing out. Ascending. He's connected to your red- Yeah. I understand he's ascending. And, and if, you, if you have Rasheed Rice- we're talking about being patient along with your patience. As soon as they pop, don't trade, don't just flip them. Like hold on to some, you've got to have some discernment there, which is tough. I understand that's part of dynasty fantasy football. Rasheed Rice is one of those guys that I would wait and see on. I wouldn't get, yeah. I would now, if someone offered me a 24 first, he's gone. I'm he's adios. He's out. He off, he's off my team, but I don't think I would spend a 24 first on him. I, I, I would send a second, and I would probably do two seconds. I'm hesitant. This is but league. I'm First of all, the, the price points are league dependent. So I get that. All I'm saying is I would overpay for Rishi Rice right now because you're seeing more than enough. They've been looking for a wide receiver replacement since Tyree Kill in both free agency and the draft. One of them is finally showing up big time. I love Sky Moore. I'm out. It's done. Rishi Rice has <laughs> shown me. He's like six times received. I would go get Rasheed Rice, man. I wouldn't. Uh, I'd be well, happy listen. to plant like a, a late, late twenty-four first to go get a Rasheed Rice because it's like, wh- why would you take the risk when you've already seen what you need to see? Connected to the best quarterback in football because they could easily bring someone else in, and they can't. They probably will bring someone else in if it's mm. not before the trade deadline or in the off season. We we just talked about the twenty-four class is loaded with wide receivers. Loaded. Yeah, I don't know. So if they bring know. someone I, in, I just. Rasheed Rice, it's whatever flavor of the month, really, for other than Travis Kelsey for Mahomes. We know that. We saw Uh, that with Juju Smith-Schuster last year. It's just, I don't think Rasheed, I'm not saying Rasheed Rice is going to be bad. And like I said, I would spend two seconds to go get him. But are are you sending a 25 first and a second to go get him? 
No, no. A single 25 first should more than suffice for Rishi Rice. But no, late. You're telling me a single 25 first has the same value as a 24 first? A late, late 24 a first? Late one. Yeah, no. A, a mid to an early 25 first should so, be the same as a, as a late oh, 24 first. So you give an early 25 first. Yeah. So you'd give I'd up give Luther Burden one. to go get. Yeah. I okay. don't even know who that is. So we're going to move on. <laughs> um, you should have said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, uh, uh, also in this tier, uh, Michael Wilson and Tank Dell. Michael Wilson's been pleasantly surprising. I'm excited to see him with Kyler Murray. The production hasn't been crazy good, but you've seen flashes that this could be a very good player in the NFL. Michael Wilson is a hold to maybe a buy low. Um, But I want to talk about Tank Dell. Tank Dell is like my, of all the wide receivers we've talked about, this to me is the guy you need to go get above anyone else because he's a trade for candidate simply because he can help you this season. He's averaging nine and a half, half PPR fantasy points per game. He's connected to a young QB who's still finding his legs and frankly is going to learn to throw touchdowns at a higher- Give him the respect. He's found his legs. No, Stroud's a stud, but he's still a rookie and rookies take time to develop and specifically in throwing touchdowns. Rookie touchdowns are hard to come by. If he throws 25 touchdowns this season, I'll I'll be blown away. Tank Dell in two years could be a top 15 guy easily. And this year, I think he could finish as a wide receiver too, as is. He's a deep threat play. He's averaging 17.1 a catch. I love Tank Dell. And on top of that, the thing I love most, CJ Stroud specifically asked for him. It's in the draft. Speaking of Matthew Berry, Matthew Berry does a great special. If you ever want to go back and be a nerd like me and listen to like draft research, he interviewed CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud asked for Tank Dell in person. He was like, go get me Tank Dell. I want to go get that guy. So we need a montage of how many times you bring up Matthew Berry as one of the clips oh, dude, that we posted. We're hitting the over. Just- we're hitting the over. Listen, you have a bucket list moping habit. Are you not excited and you're not I, oh, celebrating? I, I'm stoked. Listen, and no disrespect to Matthew Berry. That is the GOAT. I, I love the fact that he came on the pod. I just, I, it's just funny how many times you bring it up. Nope. Just I, give the kudos where it is. That's cool. I'm trying That's to hit, cool. I'm trying to hit the over. I'm trying to hit the over. <laughs> I'm, listen, good things happen in your life. You just celebrate them. It's, it's only one show. And if it's show 10 and I keep bringing it up, that'll be a yeah. problem. Um, so, you, so you are over the moon on Tank Dell and his potential. You think well, yeah, that, do you let think me keep that's... in mind, it's part of it's the price point. You can't go yeah. get Zay Flowers at a reasonable, you're playing, you're paying superstar prices. Addison, you're paying superstar prices. Puka Nakua, he is a superstar. You're paying a superstar plus. I think Tank Dell, because of the shine of those other guys, is being a little bit overlooked. He's having a great rookie year, and in year two and in year three, eh. I think he could be a high-end fantasy producer. Greatest so, objective, but I, yes, he's having a good rookie year. He's shown flashes. I think this week will be a telltale. It doesn't look like Robert Woods is going to play. So I'll be interested to see. I, I still think Nico Collins is the one there. I don't think sure. Tank Dell is going to overtake sure. that. And I think, I just don't know that Tank Dell will, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not sold on Tank Dell. And early on, I actually was. I think he's a great wide receiver. He's a great route runner. He showed like, even at his size, he was the best separator in the draft. Like he was the best separator for his size and what he did as a route runner. So I don't doubt Mike that. Mike isn't trading him to me. That's all I know. And Mike's going to be over the <laughs> moon when he hears him? that. Uh, well, before the season, I was like, I'll do a second plus. He's like, yeah, no. I, dude, I offered a second like a second and two thirds for Puka before the season started. He's like, nah, I think I'm just going to hold. I know that, that, that sounds crazy. For him. Yeah, I know, right? Lastly, Jaden Reed. You own Jaden Reed. I do. Um, wh- very good start to his rookie year. Uh, a lot more touchdowns than you expect a rookie uh, uh, you know, to get, especially in an offense that isn't producing a lot. I'm just going to come right out and say it. 
I'm interested to see his production with Watson back. And also, I think he's deceptive on how good he's been because this last touchdown he caught was a tipped one. It wasn't even a target for him. That was one so, touchdown. That was one touchdown. It matters. It a lot of matter. players are separated it, by a sure, single touchdown. It matters. But if you look at his production, he has three touchdowns on the season, two came in one game, and then he had the deflected one last game. I get that. But he still had games where, and I'm not touting these as like incredible stats, but for a rookie, I'll take it. Early on, five points. Then he had the 17-point boom. Seven points, nine you're points. You're over here dogging on Tank Dell, and then you're going to wave the banner. Consistency, bro. <laughs> no, hold up. Tank I'm Dell is averaging nine and a half per game. Your boy That's because barely... of his boom g- points? That's because of his one boom game. Look, I'm about to, I'm about to We're about to. No, no, no. We're about to settle this right now. Look at this. This so, is the cla- no no. This is a classic example of right, an owner having rose-colored glasses. No, I was just saying. He's been this pretty is, consistent. He's been great. Tank Dell's been great. This is the rose-colored glasses every fantasy owner gets. Like, uh, well, you got to understand my guy, his development, his process. <laughs> I'm not out on Jaden Reed. I'm simply saying one of those touchdowns. Right, I'm, I'm putting on my hold on. <laughs> I got to put on my David hat. Yeah, you got yeah. Tank Dell is yeah. I'm taking Tank Dell over. Yeah, Jamie, he's the best. He's the best. Yeah, my, give me, give me his. Yeah, give me Tank Dell. <laughs> I love it. Moving as the markets move. Exactly. Um, Jaden Reed's Jaden Reed's good, but he's someone you're just holding on to to see what happens. Or are you maybe selling high? I don't think you can sell high on three. No, he's like, one, again. I'm in the way. I am patient with my rookies. Him, J- I have Jalen Hyatt on that team. Jalen Hyatt is a guy that. Please listen to me if you have Jalen Hyatt. Be patient. I'm not saying he's going to pay off. I have to disclaim he's not going to pay off as the next Justin Jefferson, but you're seeing he's getting the downfield targets, and when he does get them, he get he gets open. He gets open downfield. He's a burner. Hold on to Jalen Hyatt. Be patient. I'm doing the same yeah. thing with Jaden Reed. Yeah. What about Cedric Tillman? Any thoughts on him? A similar no, I, mean, I have seen nothing until, on him. Until that disaster of a team figures out what they're doing with that robbery that Quarter- Deshaun Watson did, I, just, I want nothing to do with the pass catchers. Unfortunately, I have Elijah Moore. And I'm just holding. I'm just holding. I literally hold on for your life. We've covered almost every single rookie of relevance. Uh, we already talked about Kincaid and Laporta. If you have Mayer or Musgrave uh, at the tight end position, what I would just tell you is tight ends take a long time to break out. I've been encouraged by the flashes I've seen from both of those guys, but there's not a lot of actionable kind of stuff there. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. We are going to jump below deck, um, but before we do, I will just mention Dylan. Since you're so high on Jaden Reed, do you want to sell high? I have Jordan Love. Yeah. 25 second. No. Come and get it. Selling high? I'm, dude, no. I know. No. Please? Because that, no. <laughs> Please? <laughs> Please? No, absolutely not. No, that's not happening. No, thank you. D- would you believe it if I told you that maybe me being down on Jaden Reed the entire segment was to kind of, of like. Of course, yes. Okay. You're trying. Yes, you're taking. You're trying to tank his value. That didn't work. No, but yes, I, I I'm not trying that. to tank his value. I think he's a good wide receiver. I don't see the ceiling. But um, listen, that is the rookie review. We've talked about as many rookies as we can think of. If you were in a deeper league than us and we didn't cover a rookie that you wanted to, my hats off to you. I'd love to see it in the comments because I feel like we touched everyone of re- relevance other than Chase Brown, who Mike was so high on. Earlier on in the season, he traded two seconds for, and Davis continues to rib him about. We have plenty of people in the yacht club ribbing each other. Do you remember that? The two seconds for Chase oh, Brown. Yes, Mike, I love yeah. you, man. If you're listening Dude. to this, which you probably are, I love you. Oh, that's First a bad all, one. That's Mike a bad is one. crushing right. it in our league. Yes. Yeah, Mike is Mike is a risk taker and he we, plants his flag. We all like, have those. We all have those. Yeah. I'm not going to talk the about my re- Christian McCaffrey trade. Only reason I bring it up is that personal beefs and there are certain things that just stick with you long-term. We do have a quick story during Below Deck 
about some beef I have with an owner who's going above and beyond to try to get under my skin and they might be succeeding. So please stay tuned. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. I don't want to call it a hidden agenda. I'd rather call it a bonus goal. But one of my, like one of the most important things for me in doing the show was to give a platform to commissioners everywhere. A lot of people who are commissioners never talk about being commissioners and dang it, I want to talk about it because they do not get enough credit. We, uh, correction, we do not get enough credit. You do all this work to make a great league and the, the easiest thing in the world is to try to troll or like impeach the commissioner. And frankly, it's not a paid position, nor really should it be. But recently, um, one of the owners in our league, he was the original guy that was going to sell his team to Mike because his team was one in the garbage and two He was constantly flirting with, if not trying to break the rules because his team was so bad, I think he had nothing better to do. Um, Last year, I actually had a co-owner. Now, this co-owner, he was there because he's a lifelong friend. He gets along with the main core group of friends that make up the Yacht Club. Well, he didn't know this, but the bad owner who almost sewed to Mike, we'll just call him Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder (laughs) convinces my co-owner to pull a prank on me and trade away Justin Fields for a single 25 first. Now, to my co-owner's credit, he was like, hey, I will literally kill you and you need to like swear on the life of your children that you'll reverse this trade and we're just doing this to mess with Walsh. He's like, yeah, yeah, of course, no problem. It'd be great. They pulled the prank on me. I was, I called my co-owner. I was like, hey, this is not funny. This is not cool. Long story short, I fired my co-owner. They had undid Within the seconds. Like literally, this was within seconds. The moment they undid the trade, I fired my co-owner. Couldn't be trusted. My team is too precious to me, right? The reason I'm giving you this backstory is that I have worked really hard as a commissioner. Dylan can speak to this 
to create rules, especially when ones aren't unwritten. When B Hunt came on the show as a guest, um, Dylan, you and him were in agreement that I am too soft on punishing people sometimes. And so this week I had an opportunity. Someone broke a rule, albeit a technicality of a rule. And instead of overlooking it and seeing the heart of what was going on, I absolutely laid the hammer down. Full on dictatorship. Yeah. Well, it was in the rules. I, th- there's checks and balances no, in the league. Like, no, 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 no. You're not going to do this justice. Before you proceed, let me let me just lay out how dramatic I, I you were. I'll yield the floor. I'll yield you, the floor. You were this guy. I, I understand. Being a commissioner, I'm not the commissioner of the league. I commissioned one league, but it's not nearly as active or it's not, and it's not a dynasty league. Being a commissioner is tough. I've seen it on all commissioners in the leagues that I'm in. But the second that you got a sliver of hope to like redeem the fact that you're not this soft, me, Josh Walsh, I'm not soft. You were so petty. You went after this owner and and I'm going to let you explain what you did. But this man, (laughs) this man Walsh came on. (laughs) Go ahead. No, what are you going to say? You're about to interject. No, I just, I was simply going to say like he broke a rule. And normally, I try to constantly de-escalate any drama. It from was happening. a technical. It was the technicality of technicalities of a rule that was broken. But Josh came in; th- th- he literally was not having any of it. Well, not having so any I, of it. Not let for me, a second. Let me. So I told the story. These two guys. One was he. First of all, he was my co-owner, and he agreed to play a prank on me. So I kicked him out. We have bylaws on bylaws. We also. I have set up a great government, by the way. Like we have our version of the Supreme Court. Like there are three people who can overrule me in any decision I make. But I do have the discretion if someone steps out of line, both on a written rule or an unwritten rule, to give them draft pick penal- penalties at my discretion. Because this has gotten so big, we've got like 20 members in there now. The co-owner I had ca- at, came back to the league as Dan <laughs> Snyder's co-owner. And they were like, hey, Walsh, I got your girl. And I was like, oh, cool. I posted the, um, you've watched the show. I've never seen the show, but I know the plot, the euphoria meme originally. Oh, yeah. Where it was like, it was literally this. It's like, like, this dance night is like, I've never been happier. Like, he, uh, who's the two girl? I've never seen the show, but I know, like, you've watched the show, right? You're a euphoria yeah, fan? It's this, the, the role that Sydney Sweeney plays. Yeah. It, it, I forget her name. It's like Cassie. I can't remember right? her name either. Yeah. Cassie. Cassie, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. And then Maddie's the other. I do okay, not yeah. recommend so, that show, by the way. We do not endorse we, that no, show. No, I don't. I've never seen it, but I know the <laughs> plot. Okay. So literally, he takes my co-owner. One of our rules is co-owners have to be interviewed before they're accepted into the league. Dan Snyder has gotten on my last nerve. He did not set up an interview. He just added him as a co-owner. I instantly Which tried to kick him out. How did he even do that? Because he doesn't have the, he can't do that, can he? No, he literally, he's not supposed to be able to add them without an interview. And so he did. (laughs) I tried to kick out this co-owner who is my ex, but unfortunately I couldn't kick him out. I could only kick out the main owner. And I felt like that would have, that would have literally destroyed the whole league. Yeah. People would have rioted. Like what is going on? Walsh. I mean, the league already went up in smoke as soon as you did what you did as a penalty. (laughs) All I did was take a 2026 third and fourth away from him. And I was like, Hey, this is a draft pick penalty because you didn't follow the process. Bro. Now, it, I'm just saying is it's so the reason I want to have this conversation one, because it's hilarious and it's stupid petty, but it's really hard as a commissioner to be a peacekeeper all the time, but then also have like enforce the rules 
and it'd be okay. I had an opportunity from now on. This is a new Walsh. If you step out of line, I'm coming with the hammer. Here's I have the, the right to. And here's why, because we, I also stepped into the chat and Josh and I are good friends. So we can, we can take blows at one another. I went in and I said, Josh, that was so petty. That was the was. most petty thing that you could do. And, and I knew you knew it. And I could, I could show that I could tell that you were leaning into it of all the things that you could have brought punishment to. There were so many scandals with potential, um, What's the word I'm looking for? No, uh, collusion. This collusion. owner yes, thank you. said, I did, listen, I only did that trade because I thought I was getting Disneyland tickets. And I'm like, you just yes. admitted to and collusion. what did you do He's to like, that? He, he literally admitted it to your face. And what'd you do? Ah, you know what? I, I brought it's it, okay. I brought it's it okay. to the Supreme Court of and our then, league. And, and then fool me once, like, shame on you. Fool me twice, you shouldn't get fooled again. Fool me three times, then what? Yeah, fool me four times, listen. then what? Fool me five okay. times and I overreact and take picks from you. That's that's all I got to say. I don't say. think it was an overreaction. He broke a rule. I'm Listen, <laughs> all I'm saying is to the commissioners out there, you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't, man. Like it really does. If you punish someone, you're overstepping your back. I have a contract. I have a, people can overrule me. I've like, okay, here's the three people and a two to one vote who can undo any disciplinary decision I make. It doesn't matter. People want someone to hate in terms of an authority figure. We have, in terms of a black hat, Davis wears that really well. So I've been, I'm appreciative of his <laughs> rise to, to infamy. But man, it is hard running a league, but I'm playing loose and let all the Yacht Club listeners who are members know, I'm, I'm absolutely like, don't give me the nuclear football. Because if I have a chance to launch, I'm <laughs> absolutely launching it. On the rest of you, the rest, I don't have time anymore. I have a child. I don't have time to investigate things. What was the verdict? Gonna, is the owner no, still in the it, league? Yeah, the, the co-owner, I, I took does the, the third uh, and fourth Does the other penalty. owner still have his picks? Yeah, uh, no, he got them back because someone <laughs> traded them back to him out of principle. I was like, hey, I can't control what, what happens to him afterward. So it the, the point was the principle was enforced, Dylan. It was... <laughs> I'm powerless, man. I need help. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> Bro, it's a freaking zoo animal. Like, it's a circus in there, dude. I got uh-huh. no... I got That's no funny. help. And the more I've built the league up, the more people know it means so much to me and they'll hurt it if they can. I so it's something, I'll give you I'll give you the cliff notes of what we just talked about, guys, just in case you fast forwarded. Josh tried to put something and for something spitefully and then was overreacting and was completely throwing a temper tantrum through his temper <laughs> tantrum. And then the result of it was nothing changed. The co-owner's still there and the other owner that was punished got his picks back without penalty. It felt good. <laughs> Correction. It felt good giving someone a parking ticket who is probably guilty of murder. Oh You're, <laughs> such that... You're such a mall cop. You're such a mall cop. You're a mall cop. That's what you are. <laughs> well, we've got, we've talked about every single rookie and I've revealed way too much about uh, my lack of control and my lack of leadership in the Yacht Club. So tune in next week where hopefully we still have a league. This has been the Dynasty Exchange. Thank you so much for listening.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.